0: right now. So welcome to the second episode of Rafa's podcast. Uh, Today I have Liam Madrobo. He's a current student at Duke University. How are you today, Liam?
1: Good. All good.
0: Good. Awesome. And a little background. Liam has been my friend for a long time now, Um, since like seventh grade. And we're currently seniors in high school, which is not high school. What the heck? That's crazy. We're currently (laughs) seniors in college, which is kind of crazy to say. Right. Isn't that crazy? Like we're literally seniors in college now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time. Um, everybody tells you that, but it's, it's true. You know how time passes faster as you grow older. Yeah. And like I tell my mom, you know, mom, I feel like I'm about to die. I already told you this. I always tell her, yeah, I feel like I'm about to die. She's like, what are you crazy? Look at me. I'm old. I'm getting great here and everything. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about it. If I live to 80, that means I'm one fourth of the way done. Yeah. So or a little bit more because I just turned twenty-one. So yeah, I mean you said seniors in high school. That feels like that was yesterday.
0: It does. Yeah, it does. It's it's crazy how time yeah, just we're
1: college seniors.
0: I mean, I specifically remember this one this one time when we were in we were just in the lunch line in high school. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we we're definitely seniors and we were just talking about like colleges and wanting, you know, what's what's next. And I just remember thinking about like for a split second, the slight future of the four years that's to come. It's like everything's literally going to change. Like we were standing there in the lunch line, specifically in the yep. salad, in the, in the, one for the salad outside. Because you know how outside there was a specific line for salad. And I was just like, well, we were talking exactly. and I was there. We were just talking about school and college. And I'm like, wow, I'm really going to have to see, you know, most of these people that I've you know, grown up with for sporadic times during the year because of college and because we're all gonna be in separate places. And I thought that was super interesting. And then boom, here we are as college seniors. Yeah, That's, the, the time passed, you know? The time is, it's just, it's just insane when you think about it.
1: It, go, it goes by quickly, but at the same time, it's, it's been such a huge change.
0: You know it what is. I mean? It like, is.
1: Um, I don't know why it feels like it was yesterday. You know, why humans get that feeling of no matter what what point in time or at what point in your life you're at, you look back on some other time and you feel like it just happened recently. But at the same time, you know, we compare ourselves now to ourselves in that salad bar lunch uh, line. Uh, You know, not even the same person. You know, we have some of the same fundamental characteristics that make us, but.
0: So um, much new things have been learned and experiences to learn from (laughs) and things like that, which is insane because, I mean, yeah. When you put yourself back into that position, into that just mindset of being in high school, like think about it. You probably knew, you probably thought that you knew so much, but you had no idea what's yet to come. You know, you had no idea the things that you were going to participate in and the things that you were going to learn and where life would, you know, would lead you and just the random things that happen without us being able to control it. Like we were just like, we're still really young, but we were literally just kids. <laughs> like we, were, we we had no idea. Like we thought we knew so much and we really, really didn't. Yeah, which was super uh, interesting to me how, how time passes. But um, either way, what I was gonna talk to you about. So what what do you think about Parasite?
1: Okay, yeah, all right. So those who don't know, I just watched Parasite. We had a discussion about should Parasite uh, deserve the Oscar that it got or not. Um, before I get into that, it's funny. I texted um this friend from Duke. She texted me because we haven't we haven't talked, and she was hey what's up? And she's South Korean. All mm-hmm. right? oh, well, her parents are and so i asked her hey yeah did you see parasite she was like yeah with like a ton of exclamation marks and then i thought she was gonna say oh yeah it was amazing she was like yeah it was so funny and i was like shit yeah it was (laughs) it was it was funny you know i i i recognized that it was funny when i saw it right but i i bring this up because i tried to watch it without the oscar bias okay but then i realized i totally had a bias right I feel like time. you
0: had to, yeah, cause especially it's with impossible. our conversations. It's just difficult to not be biased.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized I had a bias because I knew the movie overall it was a funny movie, right? Like even the end. Like I'm gonna spoil everything, so fuck the spoiler. Spoiler warning. But I mean, either way, if you haven't
0: watched it right now, you're you're not doing you're doing harm to yourself by not watching the yeah. best picture. But continue.
1: Yeah. But uh, even the end, when everybody gets murdered, right? It's such a uh, gruesome scene that it's funny, right? So you could argue the whole thing is funny, and the fact that I didn't recognize that, I think it's because I viewed it as an Oscar movie. So uh, the whole time I was looking for the meaning,
0: mm-hmm. right? the whole
1: time I was thinking.
0: Did you find the meaning? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was like, pretty prevalent. I mean, it's an
1: awesome commentary on class. Yeah. Class structures, particularly in South Korea, but just like Snowpiercer, his other movie, the director's other movie, I still there were still too obvious to be genius. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I know what you're trying to say. It's not as bad as Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer was just it was I think it was a bit like childish. How <laughs> obvious the nods were, but this one was more delicately done. But still, it's not like oh, I can't think of a good example. But It's not like other movies where someone just says one sentence to you after you see the movie and it all clicks and you all see what they've been trying to tell you all, all along. And you're like, Oh, shit. That's what the movie was about. You know, yeah. when I saw Paris, I knew what the whole movie was about the entire time. And so that's why I liked it more as a comedy than I did as a social film. Right? Like, a film. Okay.
0: So was that message in your opinion, best picture worthy? Like, do you think I got
1: you gotta see the other pictures.
0: You do, you do, but like, just okay. Wait, before we get on that, do you understand why I kind of compared it to Get Out?
1: Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Like one hundred, like it's obviously not a one hundred percent, you know, comparison. It's it's still a different film, but it's just the 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 same vibe to it. You yeah, I mean?
1: yeah, like Get Out. You got a you got a black film director or well, a black writer slash film director. He makes a movie about black issues, and here you have a South Korean uh, director. He makes an issue about south korean issues but they i feel like
0: a plot twist they both you know have comedy they both it because i mean parasite is supposed to be a horror technically you know that's what a lot of people yeah. deemed it as but it's just it's very similar in that sense so i don't i don't know i mean obviously you know i haven't watched all the best pictures i think i'm missing like two yeah
1: but
0: i just you know in my opinion like we've discussed i just don't think it deserved to win best picture everything i
1: think i think that's a great comparison comparing parasite to get out because i I couldn't put into words but get out is exactly what parasite is which is i don't want to say monetizing Mm -hmm. issues at the time right but they make they make a story of the most obvious issues of the times right correct like when get out came out there was um the Black, Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter movie was huge. You know, so all the issues that the movie talked about were obvious issues, right? And the, all the issues that Parasite talks about, you know, all this class structure stuff, it's not as prevalent in the U.S. as it is in South Korea from what I've read. Right? But it's still something that's happening in the U.S. You know, we all talk about the debt we're in and we're talking about how the 1% own like 99% of the wealth. You know, so these are still issues that involve us. But I feel like it's still kind of cheap. It's not cheap, but it's not, a genius movie right because you just get issues that we all know about and yeah that's what it's missing that's what these movies are missing they don't say anything new on these issues yeah like, they're just they, taking they advantage they
0: just, of of the of the energy that that certain theme has right now
1: yeah and it's just a plot summary of the issues a plot summary of the time you know i think yeah. a, a masterpiece of a movie would have said what, they, what a masterpiece does is it gets the issues, it gives them to the audience and says, these are the issues that are going on in your society, society right now. We're going to hide it through metaphors. And then afterwards, they're going to add another layer to it and say, here's a perspective you haven't thought about. You know, these movies didn't, did that, didn't do that. They just spoke about the issues, I think.
0: That actually reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've seen Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee.
1: No, I haven't seen it.
0: Okay. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Like it's, it has to deal with race and, you know, like things like that. And obviously it was one of them like a critically acclaimed movie back in the day, yeah. but, and also the thing that, um, Parasite and get out did, um, you know, they used the internet. Like once these movies came out at first, they didn't have the traction they had a month after because of Twitter and things like that. Think about it. Like when get out came out, it was like, okay, cool. A movie. But then when people started like going to watch it and people started tweeting about it and people started reviewing it, that's when it got you know uh it's 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 pickup it's buzz the same thing happened with with parasite like once it started to get like traction by by the academy everyone was like okay we have to watch parasite because parasite came out i think november or october one of those two months if i'm not mistaken but like it it didn't have as much buzz as it did uh, now because everyone knows parasite now and it's but also okay so would you agree that maybe it did win for a political reason because the Academy was like, okay, we have to give it to a foreign film this time around because we've been getting so much crap because of, you know, our only male directors and our only movies that, you know, um, are from the U S. So would you say without having watched the other movies that it was political?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't see why not. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, think think about it, if you're the Academy, right? You have the whole Weinstein thing go down. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, you, you know, you've know, got a whole bunch of diversity issues. It seems a lot of obvious, diversity issues. Yeah. It seems obvious that they tried to confront that with this. But what I don't like about that is that you don't solve the issues by doing that, first of all. I mm. think that's pretty obvious, right? It's like, oh, wow, you gave a South Korean film Oscar of the Year. You just solved everything, right? Everything in Hollywood is great. No, it doesn't happen. And second of all, you ruin the entire integrity of what the Oscars are, right?
0: Exactly. I mean, this. I think, in my opinion, the Grammys are 100% ruined. I don't think the Grammys have any... Yeah,
1: <laughs> <competition>. The <laughs> yeah, Grammys exactly. are
0: completely biased, and even big artists like refuse to perform... Like childish Gambino, he refused to perform Kendrick Lamar he refused to perform because of you know it's, it's just it doesn 't feel the same anymore. everything is political in a way, and yeah. I just think it's it's the downfall of these great you know nominations it's it's, it's like winning a Grammy isn't mm-hmm. what it what it was fifteen years ago you know it's it's still an accomplishment in a way, but it's also not the same thing anymore
1: no yeah it's like it's like getting honorable at school when you're regularly an a a straight a student you don't mm-hmm. give a fuck like it doesn't matter you know they yeah. give you the badge or whatever and you're like oh cool awesome you know my your mom will be happy and shit. that's that's what the grammys are yeah i think that's what the oscars yeah. are coming too. and mm-hmm. like
0: which is sad in my opinion because it's really hard yeah. to make a good film it's 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 <laughs> yeah. it's way harder to make a good film than without having to think about what the statement that i'm about to make i'm pretty sure it's harder to make a good film than a good song no no no, yeah right like it has to be like it, like to making a film is hard man like it's it's just it's just it it takes so much dedication so much time so much so much thought into like making something that's actually worth spending two hours in movie theater and people coming out like wow that was you know not a waste of money that was incredible and just the fact that it's getting you know films are getting snubbed um it sucks it really really does suck and like, what, what What can we believe anymore, you know, of of yeah. the people who actually choose what wins and what doesn't. So it's just like, it's a little eh. Yeah, it's
1: a opinion. big eh.
0: Yeah, no, that wasn't. I mean, for example, um, Uncut Gems, I know you didn't like it, but that, that got completely snubbed. Like, that was supposed to be at least some nomination. Nothing at happened. all, at all for anything whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's which cool. is, you know, but what can you do? That's yeah. just how the world works right now, but either way. um, what you, Did you see Elon Musk and his, what he named his kid? He had a kid? Yeah, he had a kid last week with Grimes. No, Do you know who is. that is?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know Grimes, but is this his fifth kid?
0: It's his first kid.
1: What you, no, no, it's not. Elon he, Musk? Elon Musk has like triplets and like twins.
0: What? I did not know that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a family man.
0: Wow. I had yeah. no idea. I had no that's idea. Why,
1: that's why what makes it funny, right? If he has his fifth or sixth kid, that means he's doing everything he's doing.
0: And you know. being a whole ass family, man, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn yeah, yeah. this was just his first kid. Because I mean, it's the thing is, you know, like the media doesn't never speaks about his kids for a reason. At least, like in the in the hole that I'm in, and with Twitter and stuff like that, I never see anything about his other kids or his, you know, whose, yeah. whoever he had them with. I just see I just see his relationship with his, his um with Grimes yeah. and the kid that he just had last week, which is you know a big buzz because of the name. He literally, They literally named mm-hmm. the boy um X. Ash A twelve.
1: Wait. So, like, what's the first thing for X?
0: It no no no. It's X. The whole name is X A E, which is pronounced Ash, A twelve. That's the name of the kid.
1: A-12. So he's, he's he's like a cyborg, <laughs> right?
0: I guess. I wouldn't be they, surprised
1: if he's a cy- cyborg. Like, which check his birth certificates, like Tesla Factory, California.
0: Which I think is pretty damn bold to do that because it's not one at first it was just an internet meme of like oh they're gonna name this kid something weird because you know his wife is like odd um or whatever and it's like elon musk of like this kid is gonna be like a genius but they really named them x ash (laughs) a12 that's crazy okay i I feel
1: i feel like that's just (laughs) thinking big like I think you know, it is, you know, there you has to be a deeper.
0: Right? There has to be like everything. It, it's new. It, it's something new, never seen before. And like for example, like <laughs> in the eighties, these kids named like like Moon and Sun. Everyone's like, oh shit, look at these kids now. Like, whoa, whoa, look at that name. Yeah. It's like instead of Steve, his name is fucking Sun. And now everyone's <laughs> like, like we're, you fucking
1: losers. <laughs> and and now, now this
0: man comes out and names his kid X Ash dash A Twelve. That's a whole serial number for a kid. <laughs> I
1: know. Yeah. I, I, I know what he's trying to do. I know what he's trying to yeah. do. He's, they're going to Mars. His kid is going to be one of the
0: first members. They're saying that everybody
1: in um, Mars is going to identify themselves <laughs> with
0: letters. Away. Like he ha- he's a visionary. I mean, we both know he's a visionary. So <laughs> okay, <wait. laughs> it has to be, there has to be something. I don't think
1: it's a good idea. I was, I was fucking around. It could be possible. I don't think it's a good idea, nor is it a brand new vision.
0: But why not? Like, why is it not a good idea? But it, like, what does that affect anything? <laughs> like, how is it a bad idea? If it's not a good idea, then you have to tell me how it's a bad idea.
1: No, it's not a bad idea.
0: But like, tell like in like realistically, it doesn't affect anyone. Like, the only thing it affects is like Twitter and the memes that come out of it. But at the end of the day, this kid is unique. And I don't so- know
1: what I, what I'm thinking about. Is just imagine like twenty years into the future, right? Like how today, uh, you know, if somebody's name is. Somebody's last name is Lee. Like, uh, you, know, you think, oh, you're, you're Asian, right? Imagine the future. Somebody's name is A-30. Oh, he's Martian. He's Martian. Yeah, he's got the Martian name.
0: It's funny because he fuck? was he was explaining on... He he recently did another podcast with Joe Rogan, literally last week, Friday or Thursday, one of those two days. Yeah. Um, and he was explaining the name and he said that he contributed the A-12 because it's the predecessor to uh one of the coolest planes in the world. So he literally named part of his kid just be a uh, part of a, a plane of one of the planes that he likes, which is I'm still not sure if it's a joke though. Cause I feel like it could easily be a joke. Like he just doesn't want to say the actual name, but I mean, it seems pretty confirmed by now.
1: Kind of a dick move.
0: I mean, dude, I don't know. I just, but like you were saying, it's like,
1: imagine growing up, you ask your dad, is like, dad, how'd you think of my name? It's like, I named you after my favorite airplane, you fucking dickhead. Oh, Literally. wow
0: literally i'm a plane that happened Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that's that's a reality we're living in now it's just like he was like okay you know what oh and also uh, today he tweeted that tesla factories are going to be up and running tomorrow and that he was going to be working in the front lines so if anyone were to get arrested he said he literally tweeted arrest me instead you know such a bold move i feel i feel like (laughs) like like what like what's happening? Like, can, I don't know the rules of being a CEO for such a big company, yeah. but can you even do that or say that, or just the things that he's done? Like, why, why does he do them at such a different manner? You know, like how much control does he have over these things? Like, for example, the other day when he's like, Oh, Tesla stocks are too high. Boom. They literally dropped like a hundred yeah. bucks in, in, the, in two hours after, you know, like yeah. how, why is, why do you think he does that? Why did, like, how much control can he really have?
1: I I think you sh- nobody should overestimate them because it's totally possible that this is just one person who's doing a lot. And
0: I think it is one person who's doing a lot. Going crazy,
1: you know? And so I think it's dangerous when you start to think of every action that somebody does as something cryptic. You know, you try yeah. to see them be hitting meaning in it. Uh, you know, if you tweet that your stocks are too high and they drop there simply might not be any hidden tactic behind it. You might just have made a stupid tweet and that is the effect. And the thing is you're Tesla and you've got enough momentum going that it's not that much. It's not a make it or break it type thing. But I think he's just making stupid moves, you know, because he, he didn't do this type of stuff when he was...
0: This is relatively new for him. Like exactly. Been, you
1: know. Like in the early days of SpaceX and Tesla and then back in PayPal. and nothing, we did The whole Zip nothing. thing. Yeah, it's... He didn't do stupid stuff like that. Like I think I really do think it's just straight stupid, but um, it is part of his character. Now, uh, like no. coming, no, 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 no. Like uh, in his biography, in his auto, not mm-hmm. in his, his biog- book. You know, they talk about who he is as a person in the early days, right? In the early days, he's still he's very abrasive, right? So. Uh, when he first became rich, um, a whole bunch of people critiqued him and for a whole variety of reasons, right? And he would personally go out and attack these people on blogs and everything. And, like, he was super abrasive. He wasn't afraid to insult people and go after people. So the way he thinks is not exactly normal. So I don't see why it couldn't be that that part of his personality is just getting out of hand. Yeah. But it just so happens that he's the head of uh, Tesla and SpaceX and everything, you know? And... In the end, I think that's the, that's the whole answer to the a twelve thing. Yeah, but still, when I, I was surprised when I heard him talk about his view on the coronavirus.
0: Because, oh, when he was saying that everything should open up and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there's a ton of things to hate and love about Elon, but one of the things I really like about him is that he's very logical. Right? Mm-hmm. Like his whole endeavor to make hum- humankind a a uh, multi species and whatnot. It's a huge idea, but it's logical. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. He puts it in a way that makes sense, but on the same topic that we're hitting. Okay. So do you, th- it's, it's, I mean, do you think it's logical what he said about the coronavirus? No, no, absolutely not. It's not. Absolutely yeah. Not. It's,
1: yeah. That's, <laughs> which that's is surprising,
0: surprising, which is surprising for him to just, you know, tweet that or just be on that side because what's the reasoning behind it? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. Like he's, He studied physics. He's a CEO of SpaceX. I think he's like chief engineer. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He's logical. He's smart. He knows the danger of coronavirus, right? And so knowing that, then it must be the case that he doesn't care. And he just wants his, he's putting more priority on his companies than on the lives of people. But at the same time, I know he doesn't care about the profit, right? He never cared about profit. So I think the most logical explanation would just be that he's so dedicated to these two companies that he's willing to do anything to have him succeed, not because of the profit, but because he's just so indebted in that mission that his, uh, I guess his illogical passion for it combined with the high stress that he has right now is just having him make stupid decisions.
0: Yeah, I think I think we talked about it the last time we spoke on the phone and I was telling when I was telling you what he like his when I was like, oh did you watch Joe Rogan's podcast, the old one, uh and you were talking about the stress. And you know, that that really stuck to me because he definitely had to I didn't, you know, take into consideration the time period of that when that was happening. He definitely had to be like in um, under immense pressure. Like immense pressure. And I feel like for some reason now he's just going through some sort of phase. What I compared it to was um, 2018 when Kanye West was, he was just going crazy. And <laughs> yeah. like, he was literally going crazy on Twitter, uh, you know, saying all sorts of things like outlandish shit Like this doesn't even make sense. And people were like, Oh, this isn't Kanye West. Like, why would he say that? You know, slavery is not a choice, blah, blah, yeah. things in that. So I don't know. I feel like he's, I think we're about to like in the next two years, maybe we're going to see like a different Elon Musk or in the next year, because this is, I feel like this is definitely some sort of phase that he's, he's entering and yeah. I don't know i mean i'm kind of not skeptical but it's just it's definitely very interesting how much power he has yeah. now and like i don't know and he was also like oh i'm selling all my belongings and he's only going to keep a couple things like he has you yeah. know all these houses he wants to sell them and stuff like that so it's, it's that. He's, he's making some sort of life change which yeah. in my opinion it's like his own sort of renaissance so maybe we're going to get some really, really advanced new ideas in the next two years. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean,
1: also, uh, you know, being in his shoes, I don't know how old he is. I'm thinking, I think he's in his 50s or something. But you know, We were just talking about how fast time passes, right? Imagine being in Elon's shoes. You look back, everything just went by like that. You know, you started SpaceX, Tesla, you did all this stuff.
0: And I mean, now, just look at it in the last 10 years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and how you're much? 50. And, you know, he must be thinking, I've got, damn, I only have like 30 years left, you know? So how am I going to wrap it all up?
0: It's, he's 48. Yeah, he's pretty, he's 50. Yeah. He just had a, a new kid, but that's crazy. But just think about the last 10 years, everything that, that was accomplished in these last 10 years. Like Tesla literally became, you could say that Tesla became Tesla in these last eight years. So in the next 10, like where would we even be? Like, it doesn't make, like, it, it's kind of crazy because there's probably some things that are going to come out in the next 10 years that we have no idea. Like we, ha- we haven't even started thinking of it, you yeah. know? Um, have you heard of Neuralink? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about it on Joe Rogan podcast. It's when do you think when do you think we'll see that or like the first three phases of that? And how do you think society's gonna react to that?
1: I was just um I was just talking about it with my mom the other night because we saw Limitless together. Mm-hmm. And um but first we started talking about whether God is real or not. <laughs> You know the use, the use and then um and then I brought up the idea of you know um, artificial intelligence and you know that I'm of the belief that the human brain could definitely be replicated that we're very far from that point, but at some point, I don't see why you can't replicate the human brain because it's just it's like any other computer, just a lot more complex, and just because we haven't found certain explanations or certain ways to explain phenomena in the brain doesn't mean that we're not going to find it and we're not going to be able to replicate one and so like something with Neuralink I think it's like just the beginning even though we're not there yet, I think that's just the start of it you know I mean just go 100 years into the future 200 years um
0: completely different world yeah like
1: neurology will be an actual field Mm -hmm. I mean neuroscience because neuroscience it's it's really nothing right now. It's like a brand new field. Nobody really knows much about it because neuroscience is supposed to explain it's the field of the brain. Nobody okay. can explain the brain really that well. The day you can explain the brain is the day that you can pinpoint to a part of the brain and you control a person or they're saying why they're feeling. Uh, the way they're feeling and so forth. Right?
0: But it's, it's great because, I mean, we are seeing the first 1% of that, like, as yeah. we, you know, as exactly. we currently are right now. So, I mean, that, that is pretty cool to think about. Like, you, like, even though technology is so advanced nowadays, you know, we finally reached the point where cars can drive themselves. Yeah. Or, you know, something like my dad, you know, he has that cochlear implant in his head, yeah. which allows him to hear, you know, from loss of hearing from that tumor he had. Yeah. Like, technology is that advanced. But in the next 100 years, when, you know, neuroscience becomes a thing, yeah. It's just kind of crazy to think about what else we can accomplish as a human, like, as a human race.
1: Yeah. see, I, that's also another thing we were talking about, even me and my mom, my mom and I, is that, like, a lot of these amazing, like, crazy things, they're inevitable. Like, um, the computer, for example. You know, my mom was talking about how amazing the computer is and that man is so smart for making a computer. I was telling her, you might be giving man too much credit, right, because the computer is crazy right just everything about it but it was it's just a whole bunch of steps put together over time and the thing about the something like the computer is that each step inevitably led to the next step and the next and the next and the next right neuroscience and artificial intelligence is the same thing right it's like as soon as you discover something you're bound to discover something else or figure something else out right so it's just a matter of time. Like, for example, when we were talking about Mark Zuckerberg, how he made Facebook, yeah. he's not a genius for making Facebook. It was inevitable that someone- He just like,
0: filled in that gap. That yeah, like There exactly. was definitely something missing. So he was at the right time, right place, right mindset. So he's like, you yeah. know what? This is what's needed. And it just step-by-step step, became what it is today. That totally exactly. makes
1: Exactly. And I think when you realize that, that's the moment when you realize also that the focus shouldn't be on discussion shouldn't be on whether we can achieve things right like can, can we achieve the crazy because we will inevitably the focus should be on can are we going to be able to prevent the things that will prevent those things from happening and in, in specific and particular, particular war or famine or natural disasters things like pandemics you know yeah. and uh you know 100 200 years in the future yeah there's going to be artificial intelligence or something crazy like that but not if there's World War Three, You know, not if there's nuclear warfare. These are real threats. Right? And so, to tie it back to Elon, Elon is awesome because he's done a lot of awesome things. And, but he's not the first human being to put in that much effort and at the same time be intelligent enough to make things from that effort. That level of effort has been committed plenty of times in human yeah. history just for, not the best things yeah and
0: he will he will fall in the history books is like like obviously you know a lot of like places in the media like history books and things like that they 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 won't sugarcoat it but he will be you know it's a creator of tesla creative space like you know the man who moved like they will be hyped up titles for sure like the man who moved uh humans to mars or things like that like that title will definitely go to him
1: no he's a i think he'll be he's a huge inspiration
0: yeah, yeah for sure
1: i give him credit for that but uh there could be so many more of them is what i want to say like,
0: so and many there more. have been i mean we're only looking at one billionaire but look at the other ones yeah. you know look what well, like
1: some of the other ones are fucking useless you know <laughs> <laughs> like jeff bezos he's a fucking useless piece of shit and why do you
0: think he's useless though
1: because he does nothing he does all right
0: okay he's I'm, not
1: above obviously right
0: okay I'm very, I'm very not ignorant to this fact, but I, I, I mean, I've just, I just know the basic things he's done. Obviously, you know, CEO of Amazon, uh, blue origin, and, uh, he wants to dedicate a lot of that, you know, a lot of the money he has to blue origin, which is, you know, space exploration. Why is he, why is he useless?
1: Okay. I might've gotten it. No, I didn't get impassioned. All right. There is a reason why he's, he could be a lot more useful, which is he, he just has a shit ton of money. Just, Correct,
0: richest man in the world. A
1: shit ton of money. Oh, he is the richest.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he the richest.
1: All right, then he should be doing even more. But, yeah. um, <laughs> all right, what I mean is that, you know, he's got Amazon, and he had a vision for Amazon. Like I read, I've read only a little bit about Jeff Bezos, but when he started Amazon, he was, he was smart, but also he was like a lot of successful people. He was just bold. He realized that the internet was a big thing kicking off, mm-hmm. and. Like as simple as it sounds, he realized, "Oh, I should do something with this. um I'll make a, a store, right mm-hmm. What type of store should it be? Uh, we'll sell books because everybody buys books, apparently at that time, right, yeah, but even from the beginning, he knew that he had this vision of having a marketplace that anybody could buy anything and it could be delivered what Amazon is today, you know, so he achieved that dream, and so now he's the richest person on earth, but he. had this vision and you could say it did benefit humanity. Like, you know, it's, I think it's a noble vision to have like an online marketplace where everybody could have everything. But now that he has that money, it, it seems like he's trying very hard to me. It's, it seems obvious that his main priority is Amazon and now the impact that Amazon has on humanity. Yeah. His main motivation is Amazon. I mean, you can see how he's approached the coronavirus that, that pandemic. You know, if his main concern was humanity, he would have approached coronavirus differently. So, you know, his actions, especially today, are what make me believe that even though he's a visionary about his own personal dreams, he doesn't really have humanity on his sights. You know, not the way that Elon does, and that a lot of other great people do. Mm-hmm. I, I know he wants to go to space but i feel if he helps awesome but it's not if you're the richest man in the world it's kind I of a like shame I, that your pri- priority isn't humanity you know what yeah I
0: mean? yeah and i mean he says it's humanity and stuff like that but like i mean yeah. you made a valid point you know during these times coronavirus times he could be doing so much more yeah. like and, and the fact that like most of these uh his is the thing is amazon can't stop though you get me it's like you can't just halt no, Amazon
1: no no you should not halt Amazon but they could have a pro, they could have changed the practices much different than much more differently than they had you know just mm-hmm. make it safer for workers you know if you're gonna have people you know working on through the pandemic make it safer for them but I mean he's not the only example there's just so many people so many billionaires you don't even have to talk about billionaires just talk about people with
0: with influence with a lot, of money, with a lot of money influence
1: in the united states i think uh a classic group to have a qualm about in the u.s about being solely concerned with finance and not uh about humanity is those in the finance uh, arena in the u.s you know people who do mm-hmm. consulting and banking you know that stuff you know go, going to duke a lot of people they graduate duke and they want to go into consulting. And for those who don't know what consulting is, it's basically you work for a company like Goldman Sachs or Deloitte, you know, these big financial uh, firms and you consult. And what does that mean? You help people, cons- you consult people to make more money, you know, make the rich, richer, literally Makes that's sense. your job. Uh, it's a boring job, but you get paid a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, these jobs are hard. These jobs are insanely hard. They work you to death every single day. And uh, you'll probably work until you're 50. Right. Damn. Because, um, you earn so much and then you have to maintain your lifestyle. I mean, it sounds very
0: strategic. Like, it sounds like you really have to know a lot about whatever company you're working for. And like, you're pretty much like deciding on the next step and like how, you know, I feel like a lot of, I mean, wow. I didn't, I I, honestly, I didn't even know that that was a, like a a job that would pay so much, but I didn't understand that. Yeah. No, it's just, it it seems like a lot of pressure. It really does seem like a lot of pressure on, I don't know, do they work in teams or is it just like one person per company or it depends on the company or,
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, from what I've heard, uh, most of the half the job is you working with PowerPoints or Excel. And oh. the other half is like meetings.
0: So is it at least like making mission statements?
1: Um, an example could be like a business goes uh, to Goldman Sachs or one of these consulting firms. Okay. And that they makes ask, sense. Um, hey, we're thinking about uh, implementing this new strategy. What do you guys think? And then Goldman Sachs runs data analytics, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, basically, if you have data, awesome. And they analyze the data and they say, uh, we think this is why the strategy will fail or will not work or will work. Or here's an alternate strategy. They just basically give you tips. And the thing about consulting and banking is that it's not a science. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times these guys don't make people money. They don't make people richer. Right, but the thing is that the clients who go to these guys they already have so much money that they can afford to lose money.
0: Mm-hmm. But the so point it's like, is, it's like a taking an educated risk in a way.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like it's a whole different playing field, you know. Like once you have a certain amount of money, then you can get into this world and make even more money. Like this is this is how you get super rich, right? Jeff Bezos would know everything all about this. But like you said, people in this world they it's a ton of pressure, uh, it's a ton of hard work, and so a lot of people they critique this uh sort of lifestyle they critique those who go into that world because you know they say you work so hard and for what you know for finance for consulting yeah like you if you put this effort into something else you could also get the money you want and really have a huge impact on humanity
0: i think so i think so too i mean Yes. I mean, to put into consideration, being the richest man in the world and cool, you have Blue Origin. I feel like Blue Origin should be a more prominent name than SpaceX by now. You know, I feel like the yeah. resources yeah. Is, is are there. Like, it's not like there's a lack of money, but we'll see what happens with that. I mean, it's just so many fields are merging as well. Like, um, the other day I saw that Tom Cruise and Elon, they're you know, they want to shoot a movie in the International Space Station. Which is um, insane. Yeah, they, they want to shoot... Like, it's not a Mission Impossible movie. They just want to shoot a movie in their International yeah. Space Station. And it's most likely going to be a thing. Just like... I don't know. I think I read it. it was last year in 2018 that they wanted to do a, the first porno in space. So, it's Whoa. like... So, it's... You know, we're... In a way, we're getting there slowly. But it's it's definitely a thing that...
1: That's, that's
0: cool. Yeah, it is. It's... it's Although it's not, it sounds a little silly, it's still really cool for the possibilities that are what to come. It's like, okay... Instead of you know paying thousands of dollars for the studio, you know yeah. you're gonna pay millions of dollars to shoot a movie in space. But I guess it's worth it for the realism of it. Yeah, and just to yeah. say you did it. I mean, in maybe like 50 years, they're gonna be like, oh, you shot a movie in space. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, I see the value in it. It's pushing boundaries. It's being adventurous.
0: Yeah, 100. Yeah. Um.
1: Now it's interesting you bring up Jeff Bezos because I think he's a great topic of discussion because he's it's so easy to tie him into everything that's going on in America with class struggle and wealth disparity. Yeah. And you you look at someone like Jeff Bezos, he symbolizes uh, a lot of the wealth here in the country, right? And at least me personally, it makes me question whether the society that we got right now really is the ideal one, right? Like
0: it's just uh, we live in a very divided society obviously and jeff faces as a person in my opinion he gets a lot of you know crap on you know the internet because you know when people start donating for certain causes they always look at him it's like okay why didn't he donate more he has so much money he can do this yeah. and in my opinion I, I i'm one of those people that, i don't know if you've ever heard the statement eat the rich that like rich people shouldn't be so rich without this and that and you know all these things i, I mean what what do you think of that whole statement of eat the rich and that they should definitely be donating more or like what, like, for example, like Bill Gates, like yeah. he's a primary example of someone who donates someone. I mean, what do you think about Bill Gates compared to Jeff Faisos?
1: I like Bill Gates a lot.
0: Of course. But I like, mean, I don't like, think anyone dislikes him. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you know him personally and you did some sort of business with him and he screwed you over, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, w- I want to say like Bill Gates is, like one of those figures, like Barack Obama, for example, mm-hmm. that I like a lot, but I don't want to say I love him because I don't know what he does behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't know what, you know, you never know. But I like to think that his, his noble acts are genuine, you know, the, how, that he really does want to help people. So people criticize him because they th- say that he should do more. And I think Bill does enough. Right. I think Bill does the minimum. Definitely. But, you know, eat the rich. Definitely. If you have a ton of money, you don't need all that money. Definitely.
0: Okay. Because you know, what I see a lot, and obviously I just, I, and my, I don't even think that people do the math right or take into consideration everything that it takes, but they somehow calculate things like how much would it, how much money would it take to end world hunger? they calculate whatever that number is yeah. and then they're like okay jeff bezos could do it with only 13% of his of his net worth yeah. why doesn't he do it or things like um like how much money would it take to fix the water problem in flint michigan yeah. this percentage jeff bezos could do it with 2% of his net worth why doesn't he do it and then they give him shit for you know existing with yeah, a lot yeah. of money and not doing things you know so it's do you think it really falls on the responsibility of these people or like well, how can problems like that be you know
1: okay yeah you you made me understand a little bit better like that notion that you just said about how people calculate estimated costs of Mm -hmm. fixing problems and they should they expect billionaires to millionaires and you know rich people to pay for that that's ridiculous i wouldn't pay for that because um 30 of your wealth you know a couple billion or a million well that's
0: just a number i like i made but like yeah yeah
1: yeah, regardless you know people say oh you need this much to solve this problem the thing about problems is that we don't know the solutions. If we knew the solutions, uh, the solution to world hunger and sickness and famine, we would have solved it a long time ago. Exactly. So a good reason why rich people don't spend, donate their money, right? Is because you don't want to do it blindly. You know, you worked so hard to get this money. You're not going to reach a point where you decide, all right, I want to donate it. Somebody tell me who to donate it (laughs) to because no one will know. Nobody knows how to fix that. I mean, look at the U.S. government. It has so much money, it still doesn't know how to fix so much problems, right? Because solving societal problems is just like any other task. It's complicated, you know. So you need it's a not, task force.
0: It's not like you just. It's not a one-step thing, and it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's, it's it things like it's like okay, forgive me if I'm if I sound a little ignorant, but I mean, world hunger is not a thing that you can just patch up. It's not like. It's not like it's just gonna stay okay cured. You're like, okay, you donated all this food or whatever you did and boom. You know, it's like in ten years, no more hunger. It's it's bound, you know, it's something with food, it's it's just supply. Supply yeah. runs out. So I don't understand that's that's why like I feel like just today in society they make such so bold claims without understanding things. Like yeah. something small that, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't understand. And it's not even that I think it's fucked up, it's just I think it's it only makes sense. It's like equal pay. For example, like WNBA compared to NBA. It is just one hundred percent impossible that a WNBA player can get as much can get paid as much as an NBA player. Because realistically, it just doesn't get the, the it's they just don't earn as much money like wnba doesn't get the views doesn't get the ads doesn't get this so it's impossible to they will go bankrupt they'll literally go bankrupt in one season it's impossible you know and i I just feel like a lot of people don't take that extra step to think about that or like the the u.s women's soccer i understand they win world cups they're still not getting paid as much as the men but how many people watch the women's world cup compared to no no
1: no. see that's that's a good example like you're right it it is its everything is happens for well, not everything happens for a reason. Right. But there's a lot of times you can explain things like with the WNBA, the ratings, if you don't have enough ratings, as much ratings as the NBA, then yeah, you're not going to get paid as much. Right. But the women's world cup, they get more ratings than the men's world cup. Like that was a big thing. And, you know, so then you see, Oh, the, the sex doesn't matter. You know, it's the views that matter. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, uh, you know, great example of the women's, uh, the American uh, women's soccer team, they, you know, blow expectations into the water, out of the water. And, you know, that's a good counterexample. That's uh, the whole argument. But anyway, hmm. the whole, I, I know what you're saying. I agree with you that a lot of people critique things and they, somebody suggests a solution and they tag to it and prop that solution up because it's easy to do that, right? It's easy for somebody to say, there's a problem, this is how we can solve it. And it's easy to rally behind that. I mean, that's how revolutions start, right? Somebody has an idea and you're dissatisfied. It's easy, it's better to support that idea than just do nothing. Exactly. Yeah, and that doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't. Yeah, I think people who are at the top can be very selfish. But once you're up there at the top, at the higher levels of um, society, based on how society works today, you learn certain things and you see how things work. And there's a lot of people who just don't understand how the problems that are prevalent today are just interconnected and really what's going on. You know, it's not, nothing is really easy to solve.
0: Yeah, it really is. People try to
1: make it easy. And That's the root of the problem.
0: And today, I feel like in America, we're seeing, you know, with the whole coronavirus stuff, we're seeing a lot of that. And also just a lot of, not not just misinformation, but a lot of lack of education, especially for the people that go out and protest, you know, the stay-in-at-home laws yeah. or things like that. Like today, I saw a video of this lady, and she was in the middle of a rally, and her sign was like, oh, keeping us inside is just like slavery. Obviously, she was a white lady. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I, I don't understand, you know, like the reason I get, are they brainwashed by the things that they see every day or why, do, why would they even think like this? Like, why would they even think protesting, you know, things that are utmost for the better of everyone's health is okay. Like what, 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 what do you think makes them so st- just stuck on that mindset of we can't stay at home this, like this is, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's only for the people who get sick. Like, why is it like, do you think, is it just like a lack of education? Um, which is definitely up there in my, you know, yeah. uh, bullets. But like, what, what gets them? Like, well, how, how can they get to those like way of thinking?
1: Uh, I think it's simply a lack of knowledge. Like a hundred percent. It's just a lack of knowledge. And like when you have somebody acting unreasonably, most but of the so time
0: many people like so yeah it's just many lack people. of
1: knowledge lack of knowledge i mean think the typical american isn't that educated on a lot of things
0: yeah it's not and
1: yeah i don't blame them for it because you know we get it we get up to a high school education which isn't a lot by the way right
0: it really isn't and it depends on what high school you go to and it depends it just and when you take into consideration like how many places you're actually going to have a valid good education that's going to take you further It's, it's not yeah. a lot because the main the there is like certain main places in the u s where you know things actually are progressive yeah well there's hundreds of more little towns or just places in the u s where just we they don't get the same amount of um, resources that for, like we were lucky enough to get yeah. so that's where it all stems from just that ignorance and
1: yeah no, it's just insane
0: yeah. it's just really really insane and we, we see a lot of it. We see, we see so much of that today and it's, it's, it's kind of scary, but
1: yeah. it, it,
0: it's just like, sometimes you wonder how, like, and re- realistically, I mean, as someone like you, who's, you know, been to other parts of the world, like, how do people view the U S like how, how, what, what things have you heard about? Like, you know, our presidency or how things are ran over here. Do people just like mock it? Because I feel like that could be a possibility or like, what, what happens outside of the U S like, what are, what are the perspective on how we ran, th- how we run things or just things like school shootings and th- like our laws or 21 year old laws or, yeah. you know, like what have you heard?
1: Well, I think out of all those topics, one thing that's really funny to me is it seems that anybody who's not American thinks that guns are all over here in the U S right. They think that everybody gets shot. Like, uh, cause they, they always ask you about it. Like, <laughs> So like guns, like, <laughs> how do you, how, how do you live? I, you know, I, you know, I always you think tell... it's like
0: fricking the wild, wild West.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. So when I was in Europe, which was last year, so 2019, uh, they always asked me either about guns or Donald Trump. Okay. And so. Guns, I get it, right? Because imagine if half of the news you get from, or even just a quarter of the news you get about the U.S. is a school shooting or a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. I No wonder you think that it's a fucking murder fest. It's like Django every single day. But <laughs> um, I think people are a lot smarter over there, I think. At least in general. They're not, Europeans aren't geniuses, right? Like every European you meet isn't a genius. Of course. Though. But I think the general level of education, of awareness in Europe, way higher higher than the u.s and it, it makes sense why it's obvious why because of the history of europe you know they just i, I always talk about world war ii they just came out of world war ii that happened just like, 70 years ago
0: which is I, like what like, like what, what, what do people consider a generation like how many years is a generation like 70 uh,
1: well that was two generations ago right like my nothing, host
0: nothing um, i mean my dad was born in 54 yeah, like yeah. 10 years prior, the whole world was going crazy.
1: Exactly, yeah. And then, so, yeah, we were in the World War, but the World War was in Europe, mm-hmm. right? I, the same effects are in Japan, right? Japan, Japanese society changed entirely, and the yeah. effects are still there. But in Europe, uh, there's been a ton of conflict in Europe, and then the effects, the consequences of those uh, events have definitely propagated down the generations. So that's why people are more aware in Europe because they realize that whatever happens in the world will affect you and can definitely lead to your death. Right. There's so many people who had grandparents who one day found out that Germany was coming to invade and now they had to fight. Yeah. You you have no choice. So Europeans are very, very much more aware than Americans that um, you have to know stuff and that anything can happen to you and that you're not invincible. Americans That's a good way to happen. put it. Yeah, Americans don't don't see that at all. They they choose, they don't value that awareness because they just care about getting by and going to work, right? Because they don't see what happens when you don't know when you're uneducated. It's like horrible stuff. The worst of yeah. humanity can happen when you don't know stuff, and we're seeing it in the. I US. mean, we we
0: see it. I mean, definitely. Like um, sometime last week, I was on my phone, and uh, there was this lady who was uh, grocery shopping, and in California, I can't remember wh- exactly what city, but um, obviously you know face mask or a thing, but um, there's this guy and he was full on just wearing a KKK mask inside the shopping, like in- inside the grocery store, which is insane. Like no way. You know, and this all stems from you know yeah that place of you know lack of education or just lack of you know your basic moral values.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like um, so many. So many of the bad sides of humanity can be explained by lack of education. You know, like the whole the whole the whole wave of antagonism towards Jews in the beginning of the last century is entirely illogical. You know, how could you put so much blame on Jews? How could you vilify them to such an extent? Right. But, But think about you know, obviously, I don't want to say blew up, right? But blew up in Germany. Uh, but think about it: you're a German, you're a German, you're suffering, uh, you're suffering economically, and you're just trying to survive. And you don't know really much about the Jewish community. And somebody says these facts about the Jewish community, and you don't really have the facts to contradict it. You don't have the facts to say, "Oh wait, what are you talking about? That's crazy. You're wrong. Jews aren't—they're regular people." If somebody tells you something, and you don't know, you sort of believe it.
0: Of course. I mean, you could you can make the same argument today with, you know, middle America, white people with Mexicans, you know, they never see a Mexican. They have no
1: idea what Mexicans are. Someone comes the first time they hear about Mexicans, they're stealing your jobs. (laughs) Oh shit.
0: For real. (laughs) Good Yeah. Yeah. South Park is definitely a political cartoon in the most. in literally the realest way possible. But yeah, yeah, back to the same topic. It's just, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like that, you know, not, not even two, not even three generations ago, two generations ago, the, the world could be so easily manipulated into what led to, yeah. you know, one of the biggest disasters to ever happen. But it's cool. I never, I had never thought about it in that way, you know, like how Europeans and like most of the, like the grandparents were like, oh shit, Germany's coming, which right. is, we, we really haven't experienced things like that. That's why I guess like why 9-11 was such a game changer.
1: Yes. Great example. 9-11, more, hundreds of 9-11s have occurred in Europe. In the last two centuries,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: and, uh, that has a huge effect on a society. I yeah. mean, that's why China is the way that it is now. The did you see China in the last century? That was fucking crazy. Japan. We were talking about Japan. Bombed twice by nuclear weapons. What? And now they don't have an uh, <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> the effects of these uh, twice. Yeah, yeah. Twice by nuclear weapons. New- that's the like. That's that's such a It's just a crazy statement because now we're scared of nuclear warfare. But we used it against the country. Like these people have to deal with that fact that my grandpa died in a nuclear explosion.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly. And that's why the coronavirus pandemic is it sucks, but it's not it shouldn't be a huge surprise that something like this could happen in your lifetime, right? Because That's I think we surpassed hundred thousand deaths the other day. I'm not sure, right? Oh, we've we, been
0: surpassed. Wait, the US or the world? The world. Oh, there's more than 200,000 200, deaths for sure. If anything okay. we're nearing three hundred thousand by now.
1: Oh, wow, that's a lot, right? But Yeah, that's a lot. That's still less than the combined the combined death toll of the Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombings. And each bombing happened hundred thousand lives minimum in each were lost in a matter of minutes. Right. And then
0: the rest, seconds. seconds.
1: Yeah. You know, just like that, you know, so that's, that's the type of thing that can happen in the universe and these other nations in the world, that's on oh, this type of stuff is still fresh on their mind, you know, and that's why they, they don't view us as dumb. They view us as irrational. Sometimes they, you know, you ask me, what do Europeans think of us? I think they're sort of amazed by us you know they think we're a mysterious entity us americans we're the aliens yeah they don't understand us they don't understand why we think well at least the general population is the way it is and
0: i think something they have to understand is just like because i mean in every european country it seems like everyone has a same a similar mindset obviously because everyone comes from the same culture but then since there's so many cultures here obviously everyone's going to have like a different idea of what to do with this topic and i I think that's the that's where it all stems from like all these problems Mm -hmm. stem from like uh, different ideologies of how things should be ran, and I feel like as a European, you have to understand that because it 's just a melting pot of ethnicities here
1: well so I think i've talked i don 't know if I've talked about this with you, but i I have a theory that the melting pot is the cause of america's lack of awareness, right because I was just talking about how th- events that happen in a nation the lessons learned get passed down generations you know the effects on society remain america is a place in which everybody in it comes from different places and when people came to america and they still come to america whatever happened in their nation it gets left behind you know so think about irish history for example when the irish immigrants came over here they left behind all of that and they started basically in you in the U S right. So that's why America doesn't have this awareness because nothing has happened here. Mm-hmm. And all the lessons that people could have brought from their own cultures sort of get left behind. Cause as soon as the new generation starts here on American soil, then the lessons learned in Japan and in Europe and in China, you know, they're, they're forgotten. You know, so in America, it's a huge melting pot of just generations who don't really know the brutalities of life
0: yeah makes 100 percent. that's such a good way to put it dang
1: i mean yeah you go to china i was i was talking to this chinese girl at duke she's uh she's from beijing so she's an international student Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um she was telling me uh the chinese have a certain face right like just a certain expression all the time it's very true (laughs) yeah and it's like uh it's like uh she described it as an expression of just suffering that's not the best way to describe it but just of aware of the suffering that has happened mm-hmm. even though they're younger people you know it's just it's part of the culture now you know it's you can see it in people's faces that the chinese they know how much china has suffered how much people have suffered and they don't forget it and, and what, actually, it's, it's to the they US. still suffer
0: till this day i mean it's not a yeah you no know, most of them don't live amazing at all yeah
1: that's exactly what she brought up like huge property issues in china and then you know she comes over here and she tells me yeah so it's kind of funny because americans are so upbeat all the time and it's not genuine so it's kind of weird because why are you all so
0: upbeat all the time i feel like we find our problems as like an american society we 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 compare we don't even compare our problems to like what other countries have to you know endure like you talk to the one percent of people from india and i feel like they would understand like everything wrong with their country like they would definitely take into consideration that they're the 1% and they have they're lucky to live you know how they live but you know the rest of India is just basically a terrible place to be yeah so yeah
1: and there's a it is interesting it is interesting like I, I've i met that 1% at Duke
0: too yeah yeah it's just I mean That's interesting if, if they come it is a very interesting group because I've only known one person and and your roommate um, which is, it's, it's just, it's crazy to think about because that, that country in itself has so many issues. Yeah. So it's interesting. It, it, it's bound to be, if they're here in America, going to school at a school like Duke, they're definitely from that 1%. And they have to be well-educated enough to understand everything else that's wrong with their country and to really understand like other problems. And then to compare that to American culture, it's just like, there's so much, that could be done here instead we're fighting over these issues you get me it's yeah. just compare like our problems compared to other countries are just off scale like way off scale
1: it's a tough argument because at the same time um you know one flaw of europeans right is that they don't really understand racism uh they don't
0: understand a, racism no not but really. they're so close to like I mean, I understand why they wouldn't understand racism. But correct me if I'm wrong. But they're so close to like, but they they must know. Like for example, the all the Asian countries, you know, well like the main ones like China, Japan, Korea. Is, like, don't they have like an own interwave of racism? Like, there's class between them. It's like, oh, if you're from Japan and I'm from China, like that that already puts us at a difference. Isn't that oh, like that's a huge thing?
1: That's because. Um... Well, you know, antagonism between like the Chinese, Japanese, Koreans, and stuff. I know that's historical reasons.
0: But well, that's uh, it, that's in a way a form of racism. And then I feel like they see it more. Or I mean, do they see it more? I mean, I you know, like I haven't been. to... Well, I mean, if
1: it's like East Asian against East Asian, then could it really be racism? <laughs> you know? But anyway, um, well, what I mean by Europeans is that Europeans uh, they they think they're not racist as as racist as Americans. You know, I'll tell you like oh, you in Europe, we're not racist, you know? Like, I'll make some quote-unquote racist jokes uh, to your face. Uh, but, you know, I don't really mean it. Like, we, we all...
0: What does all, that mean? Like, you. like,
1: do Europeans they think make,
0: they're... Like, are they being racist without understanding that they are, like, that, that they are being racist?
1: Well, so what I mean by that is it's really funny, right? Because a lot of Americans, they go to Europe and they think, uh, holy shit, all Europeans are racist, right? But Europeans, they make more offhanded comments regarding race, right? Like I remember I was in Berlin and we went to a lake. Uh, my friend Chris and I, and Chris is black. He's from New York. And we were there with some people and this guy from Luxembourg, he, he made a joke. He, he said something like, Oh, don't steal my bike, Chris. Oh
0: right? my gosh.
1: Wow. Yeah. And here in the U S you can't say that right in Europe. It's, more or less accepted but europeans they argue yeah i mean we say stuff like that but
0: okay but was chris open to that or like how did he yeah yeah
1: so i mean chris is the he tells he always said uh you know germans they might say stuff like that but like at least they say it to my face there's okay. no institutional racism here. but he
0: wasn't offended no not at all okay that means
1: he, 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 he was caught off guard but he wasn't offended
0: okay so in a way it's it has some comedic value whereas over here it's just like You're
1: wrong. What Chris said, which makes a lot of sense, is that here, Americans, white Americans, they'll react by saying, Oh, you can't say that here, right? But at the same time, there's a whole bunch of racism that's institutional, systemized, and supported by white Americans, right? So, in, in, in other words, it's all behind the curtain here, while the racism that's in Europe is in front of the curtain, and that's all the racism there is. There really isn't ingrained racism. And so, yes, Europe doesn't have race issues as America, but that's because of the history. You know, Europe never had slavery based on race. Yeah, you know, Makes sense. The U.S. had slavery. You know, obviously, we're going to have these race issues, and Europeans don't see that. They always look at Americans. They always ask me, it's like, why do you guys have this issue with race? Race doesn't matter. Like, honestly, like, we have Africans here, and we don't care. And I always told them,
0: it's the history. It's resentment. It's it's definitely resentment. It's it's the part of history that I guess you have to just under like you have to literally study to understand it. It's just like you also have to live in these areas in the United States. Like for example, when I was on yeah. on my trip to California, we stopped by New Orleans, and that state is in itself just a weird atmosphere but there's a lot of resentment because obviously new orleans is you know a primary black place with a lot of black history and uh that's where a lot of slavery was um that that was one of the main epicenters for slavery so in that city it's like it's like black culture is very 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 important and that's one of the places that you're going to see a lot of resentment and a lot of racial divide between white america and uh and just uh, your African Americans in that place. And I get it. Like, you know, there is no place in Europe that that's so that's like that. So I understand, but also, I mean, I understand that, you know, not every American is educated in European history, but I feel like slavery was such a big part of history in America that Europeans would understand why that causes such a great divide and not just slavery, but everything that came after until the 19, you know, 1970s and, you know, segregation, so yeah. segregation was, is, is, you know, because of segregation is why we still see that divide today. Segregation lasts for, what, 100 years? You know, yeah. it's just, how can you not understand that as a, like, oh, this happened in the U.S. And it was such a big division.
1: Because it didn't, it doesn't, you don't see the remains of it every day. And it's not your history, right? So I brought that up because, you know, I was talking about how Europeans are more aware of the world because of the events that they went through. But this is slavery is a great example of Europeans not knowing everything, right yeah, this is one thing they don't understand, and it's because uh you know, I was talking about the world wars right you know European say like this happened here, you know this had a profound effect on this, you know slavery yeah. uh very recent, you know just it's like almost as if it was just yesterday that segregation stopped, you know so this is Prevalent issue that's right in front of our faces. And so, this is a great example of displaying that sometimes people aren't aware and they don't understand issues simply because of the history, because they haven't been exposed to it.
0: Yeah. And the interesting thing
1: is in Europe, racism is on the rise, right? On the rise. Yeah. Because there's more immigration happening. So, there's more uh, non white races, their population is increasing in Europe. Right? Okay like,
0: so are they having like a problem like, Yeah so there's it, a
1: there's a huge rise in conservative and right-wing groups.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and obviously we don't have we don't it doesn't affect us so therefore we don't We're you know, not every American is going to know that racism yeah, no. is on the rise yeah. in Europe, which is I mean something, you know, you wouldn't even think of it because Europe is just in a way it's 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 divided but it's mixed at the same time. So
1: Yeah. So that's what Europeans say. They say, "Oh, we don't have racism here." But now you kind of do. Right, And so that, that shows you that you said you didn't have racism, you didn't understand American racism, but now that it's on the rise in your continent, it just shows that you didn't understand because it wasn't part of your history. Just how we don't understand European perspective because it's just not our history. And so that ties back to why people are illogical sometimes, or why yeah. they don't understand things, just because they don't have the exposure, you know? And Americans, so many Americans don't really understand racism, even though it's such a prevalent issue for us. So imagine not even having it be an issue where you're from. How could you even possibly begin to understand it? Yeah. And I mean, God. essentially, in a nutshell, humanity is just animals like walking around on this big ball of dirt. And nobody has really figured it out. Yeah. To figure it out, you got to be smarter than the species. But you can't be smarter than the species if you're part of the species.
0: And it, it's just impossible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible to figure out. Like, I mean, t- yeah. basically, we just said it's impossible to figure out. Like, you, yeah. you can't. It's like, you can't control everyone's education. You can't control everyone's point of view because it's literally impossible.
1: There's one way. There's what one is this course. way? I've spoken about this with my friend Chris. And... Uh, he came up with the, with with the solution and I find it arguably reasonable. Right. We were talking about artificial intelligence. That's the answer. Artificial intelligence is the answer. Right. Okay. I told him, Oh, uh, this was before I started to learn how to program. I don't know shit about programming. Okay. So I asked him, so this artificial intelligence thing, like, is it like worth something? Like, what is it? Like what's going on? Uh, basically artificial intelligence is in the pre premature phase. Yeah. You know, but it's something that that, 1% phase. Yeah, but it's going to come. We just don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. So I asked him, well, do you think it's going to save the world or destroy the world? Divide
0: us even more.
1: Yeah. And he said, you know, he took a moment to think. He was like, a sip of his beer. He was like, okay. What he said was artificial intelligence will either instantly solve all of humanity's problems, or it'll just destroy us,
0: right? I find it very unlikely that I would solve all of humanity's problems at once.
1: No, no, no. So this, this is why. Because we were talking about solving problems. Really, if you, as a species, as a member of this species, you can't figure out how to solve your species problems because you're not smart enough. Algorithms can solve those problems, right? Because algorithms can get smarter than us. Mm-hmm. But once you have artificial intelligence, you have this being, I don't want to say being, right? You basically have a software. You can call it a being. Yeah. but I mean, at the end of the
0: day, that's what people are going to see it as. It's—it's. It's-
1: yeah. Well, yeah. So you have this being that can adjust the algorithms, right? So that everything on your computer, it can't adjust the algorithms. You know, the algorithms are set in place by humans, but artificial intelligence will be able to consistently adjust these algorithms. Algorithms is a recipe. Recipe of okay. stuff. And how do you solve problems? You follow a recipe to get to the solution. And then so the thing is that artificial intelligence, it will get smarter than us, but once it does, it doesn't stop. Because it's it really won't. that smart. Mm-hmm. It's like limitless. Bradley Cooper gets smart. So then what do you do when you're that smart? Well, you modify that drug to be smart forever, obviously, because you're that smart. You know, so it's like a it's like an exponential effect. So the argument with artificial intelligence is that once it does function it will analyze us as a species analyze our problems and it can easily solve the problems Mm because it just you give it data it learns from everything it's like an alien a super intelligent alien coming to i mean
0: we're it's it's just a a way more advanced computer because i mean that's what computers are doing at every second exactly i get that Mm -hmm.
1: and so that's why he he said what he said he uh, which makes sense because you have artificial intelligence Before it starts solving anything, you have to tell it what to solve. Yeah. Right? So either we're going to say, solve our problems or do this harmful thing. And it'll go either direction. And once it goes one direction, it will go all the way. Because it's artificial intelligence. We can't really.
0: It's two extremes. So therefore, we have to be really, really careful. Which is why I'm very, I'm personally very skeptical on like how it could, because obviously, it's not just a one step thing, you know. And yeah. society just doesn't like at whatever point this does happen, we're going to face similar problems of lack of education, lack of this. And it's just like, how, how would we react as a human species altogether to, you know, the, this problem solver or if this problem, even yeah. or if this, you know, how, how like if something is solved for one side of the population, is it really a problem that other people want solved or, you know, how, how would it impact in a larger scale and in a, in 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 a, um, You know, in the long run, how would impact, you know, it would definitely, you know, with these problems being solved, it would definitely change a lot of businesses and just how a lot of things are ran, but it does make sense. And that's definitely the future of where we're definitely heading to because AI is, you know, being developed every single day and it only gets better and it only will get better. So it's, it's kind of scary to think about, but Yeah. yeah,
1: like one, one very feasible reality is that you tell your artificial intelligence, uh, you know, because it'll be like computers and computer programs, you give them a command and they will do exactly that command, you yeah. know. So if you tell artificial intelligence, uh, solve poverty or <laughs> fix our problems, you know, you won't say it like that, but you give it a problem statement. Uh, it's feasible that it will do that beyond the scope of what we thought it could do. Right? So in other words, a, a result could be that artificial creates this fake reality around us to make it seem as if there's still subtle problems. But what it does to fix our problems is that it just creates a bubble around us and it does everything behind the scenes that we don't see. Right? Basically like a matrix, but yeah. we're not, it's real, it's real. Mm-hmm. Right? So then here and there, because it can't be a perfect world because then we know something's out right so then we'll have like subtle problems and for example if a meteor is coming towards earth we won't know about it because artificial intelligence will take care of it but basically we lose free will because we told it to solve our problems and artificial intelligence logically would assume oh well you guys can't figure that out so you don't really it's like a math problem problems?
0: that you can only do with a calculator like- yeah
1: if a calculator had a choice it would fucking remove you from the room and do it itself yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's like
0: you, you like there's just, you know, like that, the, that portion of whatever math test you can <laughs> only use a calculator because if not, like you're just screwed. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. technically like that. But it could also make <laughs> to wrap up things. It could also make um, humans dumber because, you know, if everything is just done by ourselves and did we just reach a cap? of intelligence where we're like okay boom we reached this cap of intelligence and we made something that's just going to solve all our problems so why do we need to learn more if basically anything is possible or like did we just you know did we just come as a to to a to a halt as humanity and just moving forward like what would happen you know like if we make a machine or a being that is literally that knows everything and how to do anything what's the point of not universities in its its whole because obviously education, but what's the point of, you know, these fields like STEM that are literally made to advance humanity and, you know, this way and this way and this way if we just reach that major goal of achieving perfection, you know, that's something to think about.
1: Yeah, then really, I mean, you could get to a point where you ask, what's the point of humans? Or AI asks, what's the point of humans? And And then they become... We get eradicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's... You could argue that then AI would simply just be the next step in human evolution, which is something that's never happened, at least on this earth. But you could argue that if that were to happen, it's just us evolving. I don't know.
0: In a way. I mean, maybe we'll be sometime like somehow interconnected with Neuralink and however that becomes, you know, like the future is.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a lot more plausible actually because we're not we're not going to get to a point where artificial intelligence is this powerful like drastically right yeah along the way we will definitely modify human beings and become smarter than we are right now yeah so by the time we do reach complete whatever that means artificial intelligence we will probably be a lot smarter than today
0: for sure we
1: will all be better sure. yeah <laughs>
0: But um, either way, uh, that's time to wrap up. Thank you All so right. much. All right. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> our conversation because I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
1: The future of humanity.
0: Yeah. I mean, from Parasite to this was a pretty big <laughs> jump.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But anyways, dude, thank you so much for joining me on my sure. second episode. And uh, you're invited back anytime.
1: All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Have a good night, okay? See you, bro. Bye.